something in me was telling me I'd lose, that I'd lose and I'd like it. I couldn't even let myself consider it. What happened to all that competitive spirit, Jess? Manson pouted mockingly as I wrestled with myself. Potential social destruction or a chance to redeem myself? Are you intimidated? A little scared of losing? I snatched up the ball. Fury, intrigue, and horniness were creating a concoction inside of me that made my brain feel like mush and set my skin on fire. Throw the shot, said an evil little voice in my head. You know you don't really want to win. You want to do that, dare. You want to get on your knees for him again. My hands were shaking. Time around me was slowing. The only thing in focus was Manson. Manson with his one wide eye, his cocky grin, and my lip marks on his boots. Manson, waiting and watching. Manson, knowing he'd won. The music pounded in my ears, both too loud and too far away. Pounding drums and screaming lyrics. I tried to focus, but no amount of concentration or preparation would have made this shot land. My ball landed in the grass. Ashley swore up a store behind me and immediately called to me. Come on, Jess, just forget it. But I couldn't. Manson curled his finger at me, motioning to me as the next group of players crowded onto the table. How's it feel to be a loser? He said softly as I came to his side, arms folded, refusing to meet his eyes. His words dug into me, that condescending tone sliding slimely over my skin. He'd gotten to me. He'd actually gotten to me. And the worst part was, I'd enjoyed it. You're actually doing this. The party was raging on around us. The next round of beer punk had begun, crowding Manson and I away from the table, so we stood on the sidelines amongst the crowd. The audio of my humiliating video played again and again, followed by laughter. I could hear murmurs of my name, the gossip already spreading. Ashley stood behind me impatiently. I knew she was waiting for me to join her regardless of the dare. After all, what kind of person would accept a dare like that and then actually carry through? Being Manson's slave? Obeying his every word? It was ridiculous. But I was going to do it. Manson's question hung between us. He looked uncertain, even a little irritated, as if he was shocked that I was lingering. I shrugged as if the answer should have been obvious. Uh, yeah, you dared me. What am I going to do, laugh it off? That's what I would have expected from you, yeah. There was a note of bitterness in his tone, but he chuckled softly and it disappeared. You really think you're going to spend the night doing everything I tell you? Seriously? I gave him an irritated, wide-eyed expression. Again, yeah. Unless you were just making it up to fuck with me. If you can't handle me, I'll gladly... No, no. He shook his head and his smirk seemed to shift. It became darker, hungrier. I can handle you. My stomach twisted weirdly at his words. Something about it excited me. It sounded like a threat. I'm more concerned if you can handle it. I don't think you realize what you're in for. I stepped up to him, my face inches away from his, chest almost touching. I had to crane my neck back to look up at him. I'm not afraid of you, Manson Reed. Whatever you've got, my eyes dragged slowly down his body and back up again, sizing him up, all six foot whatever of him. I can take it. His smile didn't waver. Despite what I'd said, I felt a tiny chap of fear. It was the kind of fear I encountered before watching a scary movie or waiting in line for a roller coaster. It was a thrill, a rush, a hit of adrenaline straight to my veins. If you say so, Jess, he said softly. 
but you might be looking for mercy sooner than you think. He stepped back, and I finally allowed myself to breathe. Follow me. Manson's long legs carried him quickly over the lawn back towards the house. I had to jog just to keep pace with him. Ashley caught up with me, and she'd brought me another drink. Shumming it into my hand, she hooked her arm through mine and hissed, Let's bail. We'll lay low for ten minutes, and then I'm not bailing. I took a long sip of the fruity drink she handed me, thankful for the liquid courage. She stopped abruptly, and her looped arm yanked me to a halt. You're not bailing? What the hell do you mean you're not bailing? Jess? Her disbelief made me wince. How could I explain this? How could I make it make sense to her when it didn't even make sense to me? Jess, you're crazy. Why would you... Jessica. My heart stuttered. Manson had paused outside the back door. He snapped his fingers and pointed to the ground at his feet like he was calling a disobedient dog. Come now. I glanced back at Ashley and saw her mouth had tightened into a thin line. Jess, she said tensely. Are you really? Sorry, Ash. I just... The normal, logical part of me was screaming that I wasn't about to let this weirdo treat me like his personal pet. But the dark, needy part of me was insisting something very different. It was telling me that Manson's condescending tone sounded hot, and his confidence was sexy, and that running to obey his summoning would feel so good. Just give me a minute, okay? I squeezed Ashley's arm apologetically, handed her my drink, and turned and walked towards Manson. I dragged my feet just so I wouldn't seem too eager, and something twitched in his jaw with every slow step I took. I was annoying him. Good. I folded my arms, trying to match his irritation in my expression. Yeah, what? He pointed down again with a slow sigh. My shoelace, Jess. Tie it. Sure enough, his bootlace had come undone. I was already going to be on my knees at his feet again. For a moment, I could almost smell the leather. I could almost feel it under my lips. I swallowed hard and scoffed. <laughs> Your shoelace? Really? What are you, five? But I knelt, there on my knees in the light shining out from the glass back doors. I tied his bootlace for him. I hurried to get back up, my tongue ready with more snarky comments, but his hand on my shoulder shoved me back down. Being a brat doesn't change that you're still obeying me, Jess, he said, leaning down to bring his face close to mine. Acting like it's such a goddamn chore for you doesn't change that you're still doing it, he smiled wickedly. Pretending you don't like this won't make it go away. Keep it up and you'll only manage to earn yourself a good old-fashioned attitude adjustment. Words were lost to me for a moment. Finally, I managed... Attitude? <clears throat> attitude adjustment? What the hell? Keep it up and find out, he straightened, taking his hand from my shoulder and I scrambled to my feet. And from now on, when I give you an order, you respond with, yes, master. Understand? It took a great deal of self-control to not roll my eyes at him. You're really pushing it, I growled. Then when his eyebrow arced expectantly, I added sarcastically, master. He shook his head. Keep it up, Jess. I know you need some discipline in your life. You'll earn it soon enough. He entered the house holding the door open long enough for me to slip in after him. What the hell did he mean, discipline? Curiosity made me want to push him. How hard could I shove before he cracked? Manson got swept into conversation with some friends of his and I stood awkwardly behind him trying to pretend I wasn't really with him. 
Ashley rejoined us, but this time, with Manson's back turned, she seized my arm and dragged me into the kitchen. Okay, literally, what the hell are you doing, she said. You don't have to do the goddamn dare, Jess. Like, I will fight him. No, no, Ashley, it's okay, just... I had no doubt she would fight him, but I didn't need her to defend me like that. Look, just enjoy the party, okay? Danielle and Caitlin are here. You could... Whoa, 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 hold on, her frown deepened. Are you, like, are you into this? Because literally nothing is stopping you from just not following him. He can't force you to do shit, but you're like... She wrinkled her nose. Girl, if this is some weird fetish thing, she shook her head. Look, I knew you were lying when you said you weren't into him. You made out with him. You were into him, okay? And that's fine, whatever, no judgment. But just like... She lowered her voice as if anyone could hear us over this party's noise. If you're trying to get with him, you have to let me know. I think it's really weird, but I'm not going to cock block you. My mouth opened and closed like a fish out of water. I wasn't into Manson Reed. That was ridiculous. That was... That was... I sighed heavily. You don't have to worry about me, okay? I'm just... I'm going to try this dare thing. Ashley rolled her eyes, but her laughter took the edge off. <laughs> dare thing. You mean you're going to try the whole being his slave thing? That's like super kinky, you know? It was, and I knew it was. Every interaction I had with Manson that night had been so charged with sexual tension, it was agonizing. Although from the outside, the way we interacted with each other showed nothing but hatred. The teasing words, the humiliation, the taunting, it all added to the erotic energy building up inside me. My drive to keep escalating the situation felt desperate and immature, but I'd been given a taste of something new and I had to explore it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird, I said. I know, I can't, I can't really explain it. Ashley waved her hand and handed me back the drink I'd left with her earlier. No worries, girl, I'll keep an eye out. Text me if you need me, okay? She hugged me tightly before she walked away. Thank God for Ashley. As opinionated as she was, she kept any judgment she passed to herself. After tonight, maybe we could both have a good laugh about it. Maybe I'd file this away as just another weird experience and move on with my life as if none of it had happened. I'd forget about Manson, forget about his orders, his cocky smile, his boots. I'd go back to just being Jessica Martin, who had her life together, who was popular and normal and not at all into this weird kinky sex shit. I slipped back into the other room, but not before Manson noticed my absence. The friends he'd been talking to had moved on, but his eyes were scanning around the room and locked on me the moment they found me. Sorry. I stepped up beside him, taking a long sip on my drink. Had to go pee. In the kitchen, he said dryly. I think you're done with that. Um, excuse me, I glared at him in disbelief as he pulled my drink out of my hands, took a small sip and tossed it into the trash. What the fuck, dude? I wasn't finished. You're finished because I say you're finished, he said softly, leaning nearer to me so I could hear him above the music and loud conversation. I don't want you getting drunk, Jess. What the fuck? I stomped my feet, throwing up my arms. Are you just trying to ruin the night for me? I can't wander around. I can't drink. Are you just trying to be a dick to me? Aw, is poor little Jess bored? He gave my chin a bump with his knuckle, and I was tempted to snap my teeth at him. Go get me a beer, then. Ugh, 
Fuck you. I flipped my hair over my shoulder and stomped my feet heavily as I took two steps back towards the kitchen before he stopped me. Jessica, I glared back at him. What, Manson? Crawl. I blinked rapidly. I'm sorry, I must have misheard you. What? A small, pleased smile spread across his face. You heard me just fine, Jess. Crawl. Crawl into the kitchen, get my beer, and crawl back. And remember your goddamn manners. He couldn't be serious. He couldn't think I would actually, actually crawl in front of all these people. He couldn't. His words from earlier echoed in my head. I know you need some discipline in your life. You'll learn it soon enough. If I disobeyed, would I earn that discipline he mentioned? He leaned against the wall behind him, calm, straight-faced. I'm waiting, Jess. I'm awfully thirsty. I marched back at him and jabbed my finger against his chest, his hard, surprisingly muscular chest. You are crazy if you think I'm going to crawl through this goddamn party to get you a goddamn beer in front of all these goddamn people. He caught my wrists, stopping my angry jabbing. Now, now, Jessica, you're making a scene. You're making even more people watch you. You're making it that much worse for when you do eventually obey. I'm not going to obey you, asshole. Then why are you still here? I thought you could handle it. His grip on my wrist was tight, but not so tight that I couldn't have pulled away from him. I could feel the callousness on his palms, the roughness on his fingers. I could even smell him. He was sweet, like a cigar mingled with a dark spice that made my head tingle. I fixated on that smell. It filled my head, intoxicating me. It made me want to get closer to him. It made me want to press my face against his chest and inhale deeply, completely envelop myself in him. But I couldn't give away how intrigued I was. I couldn't seem too eager, just like I couldn't obey without putting up a fuss. I can handle it just fine, I muttered. Oh, is that so, he said, his eyes narrowing. He was so calm. His voice hadn't gone up in volume. He hadn't even changed his position from casually leaning against the wall. I can't force you to do anything, Jess. You can easily walk away, especially since you seem to be so angry about these orders. But you're not walking away. You're standing here arguing with me, throwing a tantrum, trying to make me change my mind and take back my order. He shrugged a laugh in his eyes that didn't pass his lips. I'm not taking it back. You're going to do it, Jess. You're going to obey because you want to, no matter how much you try to hide it. I hated him for reading me so well. I hated him for knowing the battle that was raging inside my brain. His grip on my wrist tightened, and he tugged me forward so that my feet shuffled and pressed up against the toe of his boots. He leaned closer, and for a split second, we were pressed up against the tiles in the school bathroom again, breathless, our tongues mingling. His lips brushed against my ear. His voice was low and deep, tingling down my spine. Go crawl and get my beer, Jessica, before I put you up against the wall and spank that cute little ass of yours until you figure out how to behave. Forget tingles. That was a full electrical shock through every limb. I gripped my teeth, my hands balling into fist. Our faces were mere inches apart, and he met my furiously mute gaze without missing a beat. What did you just say to me? I whispered. You heard me loud and clear. We're not in high school anymore, Jess. 
If you want to keep playing this game, you have to realize the rules are a little different now. Something was growing inside me, a frightening and unexpected thing. It was a tight, knotted pleasure. It was a joy at being put in my place so sudden and so violently strong that I wanted to moan. All my struggling was absolutely useless, and the realization that he wholeheartedly meant that threat made my hands shake with excitement. I felt as if I was trying to work up the courage to pierce my own ears. I knew I wanted it. I knew it was going to hurt. I just had to do it. Just stab the needle through. He backed off, but I got closer to his face. Close enough that for a moment my breathing stuttered and all I could see were his lips curling sadistically as they taunted me. But my voice was steady. So sorry about my manners, master. I'll go get you your beer at once, master. Sarcasm dripped from my voice as I couldn't help it. One last sassy retort fought its way past my lips. Oh yeah, and fuck you, master. I didn't want to linger around and see what came from that last sentence. With my jaw clenched, I dropped to my knees, then placed my palms against the floor. So many drunk, stumbling people. I'd be lucky if I didn't get my fingers stomped on. I could imagine the weird looks I'd get, the laughter at my expense, how everyone would be looking down at me. My stomach knotted up and my abdomen clenched, my arousal basking in the humiliation. Traitorous pussy couldn't give me a break, could she? Behind me, the infuriating voice spoke up again. Rudeness carries consequence, Jessica. Hurry up. I shuffled forward, tapping at people's legs to make them move for me. My short skirt wasn't ideal for crawling in. Bent over on my hands and knees, the hem was tugged up high enough that anyone could easily see my ass, and if they looked close enough, they would definitely be getting a peek at my pussy, too. I'd pushed and pushed, determined to see Manson reach the edge of his patience. There was a beast in him, beyond the calm. It was vicious and dangerous, and I wanted nothing more than to draw it out. I'd seen it the day he'd gotten expelled when he finally pulled a knife on the assholes who had poked at him for years. That was the beast I wanted. That was the Manson I had to experience. I couldn't fully explain the desire, not yet, but maybe once it was fulfilled, I'd understand. I wanted to see him make good on his threats. I reached the cooler and knelt next to it. I was blushing, breathless, my stomach in knots. Maybe if I dunked my whole head in the cooler, it would go away, or maybe it would just shock some sense into me. I plunged my hand into the cold, watery ice and pulled out a beer. The bottle was freezing cold, the glass dripping. I could hold it in my hand as I crawled. Maybe grip the cap with my teeth. Tuck it in my bra? How the hell was I supposed to crawl and carry his beer? Fuck this, I whispered and stood up. I snatched a bottle opener from the counter, popped the cap, and took a long, much-needed drink. The cold, bitter liquid slid down my throat and soothed my tension. He'd punish me for this, I had no doubt. That little threat he dropped about spanking my ass was about to be fulfilled. I felt as if I was driving toward a brick wall with my foot fully down on the gas. No brakes, no slowing down. I'd committed. I'd committed to the crash and whatever consequences that brought with it. You know you want it, the evil little voice chuckled in my head. He'll punish you for breaking the rule of the game, for being a bad, disobedient girl. He'll punish you in front of everyone make you cry. I shook myself. Chills had gone over my arms at the thought, all the muscles in my lower abdomen throbbing. Horny, betraying bitch. 
But now my own brain was turning against me. Thoughts of Manson shaking his head in disappointment, calling me a bad girl, telling me to bend over his knees. Oh, no, 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 stop. Bad thoughts, bad thoughts. I'd start dripping again if I wasn't careful. Walking back to Manson on my own two feet instead of crawling felt much naughtier than it should have. He was right where I'd left him, laughing over something a girl with dyed blue hair had said to him. She was pretty, shorter than me but gorgeously curvy, ripped fishnets beneath her gray plaid skirt, her breasts practically bursting out of her tight white blouse. A surprising pang of jealousy shot through me even though she walked away as I approached. I thought I gave you an order, Jess, Manson said, a smile playing around his mouth as I walked up beside him. Found your feet awfully quick. I'd taken another swig of the beer, but as he scolded me, I smiled, brought the bottle back up to my lips, and spat the mouthful of beer back in. Then I shoved it into his hands. Oh, right. Sorry. I forgot about the whole no-drinking thing. Forgot about the crawling, too, I shrugged. Oopsie. Manson's smile seemed frozen on his face. It was unnerving, and suddenly I wondered if this was really a good idea. I was upholding my end of the dare, but only barely. How long could he possibly tolerate this from me? Manson took a sip of the beer and my stomach turned. I'd spit in that bottle, and it didn't even faze him. Oh, Jess, 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 Jess. I get it. I do. And don't worry. This will get handled properly. I frowned in complete confusion. What? What do you get? What do you mean, handled? This bratty behavior over every little order can't continue. Trust me, it's funny as hell to watch you struggle with yourself and try to save your pride by cursing and acting angry, but... He shrugged. But it really defeats the purpose of the game. I need to see better obedience from you and, well... I think there's only one way to get it. I shuffled my feet nervously. Could anyone else hear the conversation? Was anyone watching me get scolded like a naughty kid? I told myself that no one was, but the idea was still there, gnawing at my pride. I lowered my voice, suddenly self-conscious. Look, I'm... I'm sorry, okay? I'm sorry. Doing this is weird, and you're doing it willingly, Jess, he said gently. I'm not going to accept any of the excuses you come up with for being such a brat. I won't tolerate that behavior. He said it so sweetly, but my heart began to pound. He really meant it. He was actually going to punish me for this. My eyes darted around looking for an escape until I realized there was no escape. I couldn't escape my own desire. I wanted this. I'd willingly fought with him every step of the way, and now... I was going to let him punish me. I need you to be a good, obedient girl for me, he said as my eyes grew wider and my heart thumped harder and my breath began to come in quick, shallow bursts. That was the deal you agreed to. I think you want to be good for me, Jess. He reached out and his fingers brushed softly, slowly along my chin. His touch was cool and goosebumps prickled up my back. This was it. The exact thing I wanted, feared, hoped for. I wasn't nearly drunk enough for this. My inhibitions were crushing me. Was I really going to let freak show Manson Reed punish me? You don't know that, I whispered. 
you don't know anything about me. Maybe I just like being a bitch to you. Maybe I... His touch turned into a grip. He held my chin and tipped my face up slightly. His gaze felt like fingers probing deep inside me. I know enough, Jess. I know you're so careful with how everyone perceives you. I know you don't like to let that better-than-thou mask slip even for a second. I know you'll keep it up even if it means denying yourself something you want if that something doesn't fit into the cool social conventions of the in-crowd. I gulped viciously, biting down on the inside of my cheek. The fact that he was right made not snapping back some derogatory remark even harder. Anger and haughtiness were my shields. Without them, my defenses were thin at best. So for your own sake, I have to rip away that mask of yours. The best way to do that, he leaned in even closer, turning my head slightly to the side so he could whisper in my ear, is to punish you until your silly pride doesn't matter anymore. The best way is to make you cry. I folded my arms, the only way I could think of to stop them from shaking. I realized my lower lip was pouting, and when I spoke, my voice came out as a whining, weak protest. I don't need to be punished. That's stupid. It's exactly what you need, Jess. What's even better is that as much as you're dreading it right now, you're still going to follow me. He released my chin, chuckling. You're going to follow and accept your punishment like a good girl, aren't you? He didn't give me the opportunity to respond. Instead, he turned his back and wandered his way down the hall. I stood there frozen in my hesitation, torn between the urge to run and the urge to follow him. He was right. That was a small portion of The Dare by Harley LaRoe. It's actually a novella. It's a very small book, about 140 pages. As a lover of dark romance, I started hearing about this through the internet and people talking about the shock value of it. So of course for me, the bigger the shock value, the longer the trigger warnings, the more intrigued I am. So I picked it up and read it within a day and it was amazing. That small snippet right there doesn't even begin to scratch the surface on how wild this book is and the two books that follow after that. There's The Loser Part 1 and Losers Part 2. So I think what I really resonated with, and I think anybody else who enjoys this kind of world and these kind of books, is that angel and devil on your shoulders, right? You have the one side of you that's like, I should not be enjoying this. Something has to be wrong with me. This is not normal. And then you have that other voice that's like, get on your knees. You know where your place is. And that's fun. Like, I think that's so fun to explore without any judgment, which is so great when you see Ashley, who's her best friend in this, who right away comes up to her and is like, you don't have to do this. Let's leave. And then when she realizes that Jess is actually enjoying this, she's like, okay, let me take a step back. I love Ashley because she reminds me of my friend. I have a few. I'm, I feel like I'm pretty, not super open with this, but like any friend. Well, now I'm opening, opening up with all of you. But um, I do have like my core group where I'm like, hey, I'm going to go with so-and-so because you always want to be safe. You need to be safe when it comes to these things. And to have that area that's just no judgment, that's just like, you go, girl. Have fun. Be safe. Text me if you need me. 
that I feel is so great that to just even giving yourself that permission to explore even more. One of the first, if you want to call it a kink exploration, would be when she has her face off with Manson, right? When you're going into this world and you're thinking that you're crazy, you're really not. You just have to find the person who is at your level of crazy and who's going to meet you there. And I think that's the funnest thing about being a brat, right? For all us brat lovers out there, hey. You like to push the buttons. You want to see how far you can go. You want to see what reaction you can get. Because at the end of the day, the goal is to have somebody in your face tell you, absolutely not you're going to do what I say. And that's one of the first things that we experience here with Jess and Manson. She agrees to be his slave for the entire night, has to do whatever he says, has to call him master. Now, I haven't gone into the whole master part of it yet, but again, I'm not shutting that door. (laughs) I get to experience it here through Jess and Manson, which is amazing. But I think that was so great to see because you can, if you've experienced that or if you want to experience it, you know what it's like to have that face off with somebody. So that power play, that control, that figuring out of the roles is very fun with any new relationship and in any new book that you read to see where each person stands. And I think it's very clear that Jess, as it states, you know, she has a very socially structured, safe life. She's the popular girl, and she she says to herself, like, I'll just try this for one night, and then we'll go back to normal. There is no going back to normal once you've stepped into this world. You can't. I'm fully convinced that there is no going back. If you truly enjoy it, and you actually get a full reaction from it, and you find people or someone who can meet you there you think I'm gonna go back to vanilla absolutely not now when you talk about power play and you talk about a brat and a brat tamer or a master and you know the slave scenario I think it's what Harley LaRoe does so great and she makes it very clear throughout all the books not just even in this first one through all three and especially in this one too consent is so, so important. So you get to have these experiences with someone, but you have to make sure that this person is someone who can also read you. They really have to know you, and you have to know them. Because a lot of these situations, right, you have your safe word or your safe motions. And one of the best things about being somebody who loves to give up the control is knowing that I am willingly giving up that control and that if I say stop or if I say a safe word or the safe motion, then it stops right then and there, no questions asked, no judgment. So I think that's super, super important when you are diving into this world for the first time and as they explore this two together. We don't see this in the section that we have or that we read he talks about, you know, telling her like, hey, I don't know if you can handle this, but they do get to that that conversation. And that just makes my heart so happy when I read that in a book. So I'm like, yes, consent is sexy. Even for those who are into CNCs, you know, consensual, non-consensual, if you don't know what the <laughs> shortened term is, there's still 
safety that you have to have involved in this. Giving up control and deciding to give up control is so powerful. It's so sexy and it's such a turn on, especially because I'm a very like I've learned now if I would say a put together person, but I'm very meticulous about how I like certain things. I'm very like to the T sometimes and sometimes I'm just a scatterbrain. So for me to make that choice to give to someone and just say, have at it, do what you will, just tell me what to do. I don't want to have a thought in my head. I don't want to even know what's coming next. It's so liberating. It's so freeing. And it's like you really become this other person. But again, this goes back to where having that trust with somebody having that communication with this person or persons, if you go there too, hey. You know, you want to make sure that everybody's on the same page because that's the best part about it is like when you have that clear moment or when you get those check-ins, like, you know, they'll give you that look like if you're good and you're like, you take that moment and you realize like, okay, hey, I actually still have the power here. I can stop this if I want to. And then you're like, keep it going. It's just, it's amazing. I love it. I love it so much. Another part that I really enjoyed was Jess's whole inner monologue with wanting to push Manson's buttons and purposely disobeying an order because she knows it's going to lead to a punishment. Punishments can be fun, right? But obviously sometimes you're like, damn, I wish I didn't talk back. It just happens. But again, this is, again, I feel like for for all my brats out there, you know, um, you just, you want to, you want to see their threat come to life. You're like, yeah, okay, you're going to do what to me? Sure. You do that. And then you inside, like, I know that struggle, the same that she has. You're like, just do it. Just make them mad. Just don't do what they're going to say. Let's see what the punishment is. And then that like moment where you're faced with it and you know there's no getting away with it. You're like, oh my gosh, heart racing, like knots in the stomach. Like, damn, why did I think this was a good idea? And then you experience it and you're like, so many emotions that you can't even begin to grasp. And at the end of it, you still end up in this like euphoric state. I don't know how to explain it, but it's this weird, like, again, it's that angel and devil. It's that two, those two ends just constantly pulling and gnawing at each other. But that's what makes it so fun. And we love it. This was a lot of fun. I love books. I've always enjoyed reading. I wish more people read. And I love talking to people about books. And I love actually reading out loud sections of books so this is a fun way of like all of my worlds combining together and also this is something very new for me to share this on a type of platform but what I hope to gain from this is that just like with my books and the things that I see and watch that it's another space for people of with people of the same mindset this is a safe space We use safe words. Consent is sexy. I hope you enjoyed this. And 
we're going to be back next week and the week after that reading some of my favorite parts of some of my favorite books and then talking about them. Keep reading and stay safe. (laughs) 